are listening to the DGD Podcast. Sponsored by La Touraine. Here's your hosts, Robert Reynolds and Juan Daniels. Welcome back to the DGD Podcast. As always, your host, Robert Reynolds. We await the presence of Juan Daniels. He should be here any minute. But nonetheless, we have a packed show for you. Look, if you were with us Friday, you know we did the offensive side of the ball. Uh, graded each position group, broke it down, and we're here to do that for the defense today. Uh, obviously, if you're not familiar, the 2022 class was loaded on defense, so there's a lot to break down. Uh, look, I'm telling you right now, overall, you're going to see some really high grades, and that's because Kirby and staff killed it, in my opinion. Um, but look, make sure you check out La Terrain, the sponsor of the DGD podcast. As always, use code DGD for 10% off your purchase site-wide. Uh, with that being said, though, guys, look, we're going to go ahead and jump straight into this. And and Juan gets here, we'll continue, and I'll start that right there. But first, we're going D-line. And uh, obviously, as everybody knows, right, everybody knows that the D-line uh, is arguably the best D-line haul I think I've ever seen. Um, just, it's just insane, in my opinion. Um, you know, you look at A&M and what they've brought in. And that's fine. But Georgia obviously having to replace guys like Jordan Davis, Devontae Wyatt, uh, it just fit out perfect, right? It just fit perfectly uh, with what we've replaced it with. Uh, You look at guys like Michael Williams, which obviously is the uh, 24-7 composite, has him at four overall. So highest uh, recruit in the the class uh, to fill in that D-line. But then you got his friend Kristen Miller as well on uh, February 2nd, the signing day. Uh, then you have Bear Alexander kind of fitting in that nose tackle. Sean Washington, another guy that, in my opinion, vastly, vastly underrated. Um, I'm telling you right now, guys, and, and feel free to grade as you go with us. This, this D-line class, I know there's been a couple misses, but I'm giving it a – I have to give it an A+. Plus. Um, just everything that we're missing, uh, you know, everything that we're going to be, you know, ne- needing to replace, I, I think Trey Scott – and Kirby knocked it out of the park with finding those replacements. Uh, you know, you look at Trayvon Walker, which is, in my opinion, probably one of the hardest uh, hardest athletes, if you want to say, to replace. And you get Darius Smith. And a lot of people, I don't even know if people realize just how athletic this kid really is. Um, and he's got that. Me- he's got the measurables. He's like six six. Uh, it kind of fits a uh, Adam Anderson type role. Um, you know, obviously, I don't think you're going to find. A freaking nature like you would uh, with Trayvon Walker. But I'm telling you right now, Kirby and Trey Scott legitimately killed this D-line haul, and, and I have to give it an A+. Plus. I just have to. Um, you know, kind of sitting there, one of my favorite things about Kristen Miller uh, and Michael Williams, and, let's, and, and cannot forget this other name, Marvin Jones Jr. Looking at that right there, I'm telling you, those three right there, in my opinion, with Bear Alexander in the middle, is shaping up to be a, a just a ridiculous – defensive line for the next several years. Just no question about it. I genuinely think you have the next couple years to to see guys like Michael and Marvin Jones Jr. Uh, and Christian Miller. I think you're going to see, in my opinion, I think you see Michael Williams play early. And I mean early and often too. So, you know, you have obviously you got Jalen Carter uh, replacing – uh, replacing uh, Jordan Davis, but at the same time, you also have, you know, Bear Alexander, whether he fits in, kind of play the Devontae Wyatt role or kind of plays into sub behind of uh, Jalen Carter. 
we shall see. Uh, definitely a strongest in Ox, for one. Uh, but then Sean Washington. Sean Washington might be more of what you might call a project, but my man is ridiculous. And he's just sheer measurables. He's just a monster of a human being. So taking that, you know, getting him in this class uh, and developing him. Look, you know, Jordan Davis was a three-star, got developed and turned into a freak of nature that's All-American and more than likely a first-round pick. There's no question about it. The same could be said for Sean Washington uh, if he, if everything plays out. Uh, with that being said, definitely want to look into, you know, what Marvin Jones and Michael Williams are bringing in because if you watch the All-American game, those guys formed a tandem, and Michael Williams could not be stopped that week. He just could not be stopped. So, you know, dealing with that right there, it's going to be interesting to see how things play out. Uh, you know, how they, you know, do they, I'm sure they'll get rotated. You know, does, you know, I think Michael could play a three or, you know, an end. Uh, you know, I think Marvin turns into be the edge guy. Uh, Darius Smith turns into the edge guy. So, uh, it's going to be interesting to see where what positions they play at and what techniques they have them. But I'm, I'm telling you, this D-line hall is just ridiculous. It's, it's just – I love it, so I have to give it an A-plus. And, look, I know there's a couple misses, right? You missed uh, you missed on Travis Shaw. You missed on Walter Nolan. But even with those misses and, and Tyree West flipping, even with those misses, you still managed to pull that class. Just a ridiculous class. A plus. Absolutely A plus. With that being said, we are going to move on to the linebackers. And I think the cream of the crop here for the linebackers has got to be Jalen Walker, a kid from Salisbury. Um, you take you take him right here, and he he's kind of has this blend of kind of like a hybrid between Nakobe with instincts and and, uh, and Quay Walker. The kid is just freaky, right? Freaky speed. So playing that right there, I know you've got Smile Mondin and you've got Xavier Sori, but I'm just saying this kid is going to be a stud. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him be the next linebacker that falls in, uh, you know, into the great linebacker you, if you want to call it. Uh, Patrick also says the hit outweighs the misses uh, to him. I agree. And this is referring back to the D-line hall. Um, I definitely agree. Also calls it D-line U, and honestly, you could very well say that. Yeah, but then after after Jalen Walker, you can't sleep on C.J. Washington as well. C.J. Washington is going to be a really good player, really, really good player. Um, I, I don't know, I don't know when, if how often he sees the field, but I tell you, he would. I think he will be good. And like I said, they rotate so well. It's it's one of those things where you're going to get on the field. And then also, you you know, scrolling or not scrolling down, but like towards the end of National Signing Day, you also had, um, you know, EJ Lightsey, right? Florida commit, Florida commit, uh, decommits, gets kind of gets processed uh, from when Napier goes into Florida. Uh, and I'm telling you right now, this kid is just, he's there. He's just so underlooked, undervalued. Georgia came in strong and late and, and secured him, his commitment. This kid will be a very good player. And like I said, it's three stars that people don't pay attention to that come back to haunt you. And Georgia, from a recruiting standpoint, are making sure that they're not missing on these guys, right? Like if you think – if you go back to Will Anderson, let him get out of the state of Georgia, go to Alabama, and now he's a nightmare. Georgia's working on making sure that doesn't happen, and EJ Lights is an example. Um, so looking at that class right there, I'm going to give it an A. Um, 
you know, picking up Jalen Walker was huge, right, with a battle over Clemson, right, Clemson. But, you know, getting lightsy, I, I think, is going to be the key there because you're taking that, you know, you're taking that risk. But my man is super athletic, very, very, very athletic. And I don't think people see that in South Georgia like that. It's just a different – like, I feel like he went overlooked. So, you know, that could come back to bite Napier in the ass. We'll see what happens. Uh, and then C.J. Washington. C.J. Washington is a top 140 player. So getting those guys in here in the fold, obviously with what we've got currently, you know, obviously the grade being solely focused on the recruits that we have committed, I'm giving it an A. Uh, obviously just filling in and kind of getting those guys, that, you know, that we replaced. Um, you know, look, I, I tell you right now, Jalen Walker is going to be the next guy. I don't know if you can compare him to Nakobe Dean exactly, but I definitely think that you're going to see some you're going to see some plays from him that kind of remind you of uh, Nakobe Dean, and you're going to see some plays that remind you of other linebackers in the past. He's really fast and he's long, right? So it's going to be interesting to see. You know, you might you might think Channing Tindall came back, right? So. You know, looking at that right there, it's going to be interesting to see. And look, C.J. Washington will get on the field. Um, I don't know how much. He's going to see the field. Uh, Lightsey, I'm really curious to see what happens there. I think he's going to have to show more during the, the camps. But um, I, I hope to see more of him. I, I really do because Lightsey is, like like I said, ridiculously athletic and talented. Uh, it just went unnoticed down in South Georgia. Uh, yeah, look, I see the brigade is popping. Uh, you know, Tanil says, good morning, go dogs, go dogs. Um, Patrick also said potentially he is a Danish player, but if it's on mold, yeah, I, I think he kind of has that hybrid. So we'll see what happens exact, uh, you know, to be determined there. But like I said, when you've got guys like, uh, you know, when you've got when you've got uh, Xavier Sori and Spal and J, uh, JDJ, right, I, I think you're looking at it in a situation where you're fine. You're just fine. So, but now I, I think, and like I say, go ahead and give us a grade here, guys. If you want to grade the D-line uh, or the linebackers so far, feel free to shoot us a grade and, you know, call out, call out anything you want to talk about uh, from the brigade, and we'll hop in and do that as the show continues. Moving on, though, we'll talk about the cornerbacks. Just look, the cornerbacks, it's ridiculous. It, it's it's I don't even know how to explain it. Oh my goodness, there were so many. Look, obviously you're getting so many guys drafted. You get, you're losing DK, you're losing Lewisine, you know. But then obviously we know what happens here, right? To who comes back, right? You're getting Tyke, you're getting Chris Smith back, which is huge. Uh, Keila Ringo comes back, obviously. So, what do you do to fix the issue? And you've already had a bunch of transfers as well. You bring in this class. You bring in. You bring in Malachi Starks, which more than likely could play day one, uh, whether it be a safety or whatnot. But then you also got five-star uh, Dalen Everett and five-star J- Jaheim Singletary. Then you bring in Julian Smith. And then, let's see, um, Ja'Cory Thomas, underrated safety. Uh, still a four-star, but underrated safety. Um, it's just insane. It really is insane. Um I love what I'm seeing. It's just loaded, absolutely loaded, and we needed that. We needed that. James Singletary, extremely long, extremely long. Um, You look at Julian Humphrey, track speed, track speed. 
Uh, Malachi Starks, just ridiculously athletic, kind of reminds you of – I ain't going to say exactly like it, but kind of has that athlete to where you can play both ways, right, like we are uh, familiar with a um, you know, Heinz Ward. And as we bring in Juan Daniels, Juan, we were just talking – we were just talking about the secondary class and the grade for it, but we were talking about who we brought in and their niches that they played. So I want to get your thoughts on the secondary class. I know since you're here, we'll go back and we'll touch, you know, touch base and let you uh, give your grades for the other position groups. But what's your thoughts on the cornerback on the secondary room, cornerback specific? Oh man, uh, you know, you you got some top notch guys, you know. Uh, Headed with uh, Malachi Starks. I mean, Malachi Starks is just going to be one of those guys that he's just going to bring it. He's an all-around athlete. Kind of reminds you of that Champ Bailey type where they can actually go and and throw him on offense. Um, His understanding of just the game is outstanding. I mean, number one, again, being a defensive back, but he's also a, a quarterback. Um, in, in that um, that that wing T type offense, and so just like you know, playing you know being that wing T quarterback. I mean, you have to understand and break be able to break down defenses, um, but then you also have to be on the other side of the ball and be able to break down these offenses. And I just think Malachi Starks is just going to be that guy. I mean, he's he's just that good. So you know, just starting off with him. I mean, again, it, I would give them an A plus. And you know, the the other great thing about it is is these guys know that. You know, you you kind of had a no name secondary last year, um, and and you know then to come in there, you have an opportunity to go in there and start play right away. Sign me up. <laughs> Not you know, obviously talking about what we've missed or what we're losing to the draft, right? And we had some key returns as well. But you know, look, we were like you said a no name secondary last year. Uh, Kaylee kind of really stood out uh, at times. You know, and and honestly, Darian Kendrick uh, was kind of that rock in my opinion, for the secondary. Uh, so, you know, losing that, it's going to be quite interesting to see, but I'm telling you, the talent is there. There's no question about it. And I do think you're going to see these guys rolling in uh, relatively early with all the transfers that we had as well. Uh, these guys are going to get some early playing time. And honestly, yep. it wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise me to see a guy like Jaheim out there starting. Uh, yeah. Now, whether he starts is going to be the question. But it wouldn't shock me. Because, uh, you know, Kirby loves those, you know, those dynamic long corners, right? Physical. Yes. But when you're that long, you know, you look at what Ringo brought to the table. And and look, Jaheim ain't this. Jaheim is not he's not Julian Humphrey fast, but he's definitely capable of holding his own. And, you know, looking at what, you know, I mean, we'll talk more about this Friday, but with Oregon and the, the schedule looking ahead as we look ahead throughout this offseason. You know, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, where these guys fit in. I think you take Malachi and put him at safety. I think Ja'Cory Thomas is a true safety. Jaheim, I think, is a true corner. I think Julian is a true corner, but I think you could see him play out of the nickel perhaps. Um, and then obviously with um, with Dalen Everett, it wouldn't shock me to see Jaheim or Dalen Everett, for that matter, be in a corner, uh, you know, at any time during the season, you might see those guys rotate, right? Yeah. Uh, so you know, obviously everybody looks at the key miss here with uh, with Kamari Wilson, but obviously going to the Gators. But that doesn't knock anything of what this recruiting class is about, especially on that deal on that secondary. It was one of the biggest needs, and we filled it tremendously. So yeah. for me, I'm I'm giving it a solid A, based off of Kamari Wilson not coming to. If, if Kamari Wilson commits to Georgia, this class is well and above an A plus. I think you'd have to give it an A double plus, really, you know, A plus plus. 
Um, Patrick says over here that he doesn't think you see a defense like we just had, but I do see this incoming defense will be an overall force and everyone in division one better pay attention. What are your thoughts on that? Um, You know what? It's a, it's a mindset. Patrick is, is, is absolutely right. They're going to be a force. Kirby has basically set the tone and he said, you're either elite or you're not. And so you have to live up to that, whether it be offense, defense, special teams. But like Patrick said earlier, defense wins championships. So in order for you to to win a championship, A, you have to be elite and and, and B, you have to be a force. And, uh, you know, Patrick hit the nail on the head right there. Georgia's defense is going to be a force and and, and they're going to. You know, I, I don't see any drop off. I mean, again, you won't have the same group of guys, but as they get better and better throughout the season, I mean, they're, they're, they're going to be tough. Yeah, and look, uh, you look at Georgia's defense last year, right? We were questioning the whole the whole offseason into, into the whole regular season. When was Georgia's secondary going to get tested? You're going to see us get tested early, and you're going to see us get tested often. They, you know, obviously everybody tries to look at the SEC championship game you know, and honestly, you might try to see people run the ball more, but this is something that we're going to talk more about later. But, you know, I want to revert back here to give you an opportunity to go back to your grades and everything for the D-line, right? Um, Patrick was nice enough to give us his grades overall. D-line, he thought it was an A- minus, and linebackers was an A. So for the D-line, I want to hear your takeaways and your breakdown for, you know, what the class was to you and then give it your grade. I well, gave it an A+. I gave it an A+. Plus. Yeah, I, I give it an A plus. Just just Christian Miller by himself, um, and 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 that's personal. Like I saw him play in person. Um, if if you looked at you know when he when he committed live again, I told you I think it was on Friday that they had him you know busting through the lines, and of course he had they showed one of his quarterback sacks, and it happened to be my son that he was that he was that he was sacking. Um, he's just a force, and 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 so I, I just see him just him by himself, you know, make, makes this a strong strong a class but you you uh, again there, there's rumors and, and and people are just kind of saying hey this is now d-line you and if if we could by some some miracle grab you know lb man oh man that's going to be something just out of, out of this world yeah i think the, i think right now obviously this for what it's worth the d-line is, is somewhat in a right now but for the most part, it's already an A plus to me. If if you like, it's like the it's like the secondary, right? If you get if you get Kamara, you just A plus plus. I think if we get LT Overton, it's A plus plus, no question about it. Um, you know, I, you know, I was thinking about this too. I, looking at what Michael and Marvin Jones Jr. did, I have a I have this gut feeling that you're going to see those guys kind of be your next Adam and uh, Nolan, just in a yep. different, you know what I mean? Kind of has that tandem uh, rushing off the edge. Just, just seeing what Michael, Michael is just NFL ready. He's just NFL ready. Uh, yeah, I, he's definitely college ready. Just watching his hands, you know, obviously uh, getting coached under Chuck Smith in Atlanta. He's just imposing, and he's and he's smart with with rushing. He's not going to sit there and try to just do one move. He's got a plethora of moves. Right. Super hard. Guard. It's just a nightmare waiting to happen. And then Marvin Jones Jr. is just so fast off the edge. And then, like I said, Darius Smith, this this D-line class is just absolutely loaded. And you can see the focus is kind of on pass rushing. You know, looking at Kristen Miller, one of the things that a lot of people may not realize is just how well he can identify the snap counts and jump the snaps. It is insane. Yeah. 
Yeah. That just shows yeah. you what you, you know, you know what you're doing kind of thing, you know? And it's just one of those things where if you watch it highlight, he's, he's, he's in the backfield before the ball snaps. So yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things. Like, so yeah. you know, you know, it's coming. Like it, it's just going to be another one of this, you know, just let these guys get their reps in. You know, I don't know if you see these guys starting, but I tell you, you're going to see them getting some significant minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Bear Alexander is, is another guy. I mean, anytime that you go from your regular place and you go down to IMG, you know that you're going down there with the sole purpose of, of, of getting better, becoming that big time, you know, ball player. And so uh, to, to have them go down to IMG, then for us to be able to to, to snag him, man, that's tough. Uh, we're, we're going to be we're going to be in some in some great shape. Oh, no doubt about it. Now, I want to get your thoughts as we kind of transition here over to linebackers, right? We were talking about Jalen Walker as the cream of the crop for the linebacking core here for Georgia. But you also have C.J. Washington, and you also have a late pickup in E.J. Lightsey, very underrated pickup as well. You know, what are your thoughts on the linebacking core? I, I like C.J. Washington, and, and he played in a good program at Cedartown. I mean, they were they, they were not bad. I mean, so for him to go out there and play in a pretty good classification um, and, and, and to perform, um, you know, pretty highly, um, I, I do like him. I like our linebacker, you know, because obviously re replacing Dean, uh, you, you're just not going to have that. You know, you're, you're just going to have to have somebody to, to step up and, and, and try to do what he could do, kind of replicate. But I, I just think that these young guys coming in um, are, are, are going to be – outstanding and they're going to be fighting the entire time that they are fighting so anytime that you're you're fighting to get better what are they the old saying is iron sharpens iron and uh, I, I think that uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if, if one of these guys I, I like Washington you know to, to, to come in there and just kind of make a splash um, you know uh, uh, you know and, and just get some good playing time the great thing now too about the red shirting is that you can play four games um, and, and, and still be able to take a red shirt. So you can throw these guys out there in the fire and let them see how they respond and see how they react. Um, and, 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 and then, you know, make a, make a pretty good assessment. So I, I'm looking for, for Kirby to, to do something like that in some, in some meaningful games to see how well they respond. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, it's not like when you played, right. If you, if you played a game, you lost your red shirt opportunity. Yes. So yeah, it was, it was, you, you were, you were done like right away. Now I will say this though, to you know, to add to this, right? Looking at what Jalen Carter was able to do right here in North Carolina, uh, right up the road, actually, uh, you know, the level of competition wasn't terrible, but it's not Georgia football, right? Like it's not Georgia high school football, it's not Florida high school football. But one thing that you know to me that stood out was, and this is what makes him such a great player, is when he's on the field, a you know it, mm -hmm. and he just annihilates and obliterates everybody. He, he stands out. He's you could tell he's the best player on the field and you could and he just dominates every single game. Right. Is what you're supposed to do if you're that great player. Why he's why he's a top 50 guy. Why, you know, why he's one of the best linebackers in the country. Right. Uh, you know, getting a guy like him, you know, getting him over the likes of Clemson. Right. When when Georgia just went through that battle last year or two years ago, losing Barrett Carter. Yep. Th those recruiting wins matter. You know, looking Dallas Turner going to Bama, right? Two guys that Georgia had penciled in. Uh, if you want to go back to it, I know it was kind of a longer shot, but uh, Noah Sewell, which we'll talk about Friday. Uh, Noah Sewell, I'm telling you right now, 
getting these guys, getting a, getting a Jalen Walker, right? Getting yeah. Jay Lightsey. Florida, and as soon as Billy Napier comes in, he you know he gets processed out. That that could come back and bite Florida in the ass. And yep. honestly, I hope it does. I really hope it does. <laughs> I hope it does. Yeah, absolutely. Just, so you know, looking at what we brought in, right? I want to kind of give an overall grade. Um, give an overall grade for the for the whole defensive unit. Uh, you know, tell us what you know why you why you gave it the grade that you did, and, and then obviously if you know what could make it better, what you know things like that. You know, I, I would give it I would give it an A. Um, overall, I mean, obviously losing Marquise Killebrew that 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 just kind of stung a little bit, but then again, like I said, I, I just think that Malachi Starks is going to be, you know, be special in, in the secondary. I think, you know, you got your Bear Alexanders um, and, and and your Christian Millers on, on the line. And then, of course, you know, your your the, the great linebacking core. Um, and, and, and these are just some just some mean guys, man. They're just they're just mean and they just want to punish. And 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 you take that you, and, and then you give Kirby uh, those guys. Um, it, it really just reminds you of the, the Alabama's. It really, really does because they just had some just some mean guys. They were just basically known for defense and they knew they were going to get these get these top notch guys. And so it was to a point to where who wants Alabama on their schedule? Nobody did. Right. And then now now if you're looking, especially like Oregon, I mean, I know Oregon, they're excited that, you know, you know, for the challenge and say, hey, we're going to play the dogs. They just won the national championship. But deep down, do they really want to? I don't I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't. And so it starts with, with with this class right here, this 2022 class. That's the one that's going to be after our national championship. I just think it looking at 2023, we're just going to get bigger, better, stronger, faster, meaner, tougher. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's going to be, you know, s- something crazy. So I'm going to give this one an A overall. Um, and then the 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 classes after that, I mean, are probably going to get E's for excellent. I'm pretty sure. I'll tell you this. I, I give it an A as well. Uh, I think there's a couple misses that we could get. If you get, give me, give me these two players, and this whole thing turns to an A plus. Give me Kamari Wilson. Give me Travis Shaw. You get those two. I'm telling you right now, that's an A plus. There's no question about it. There's no argument, debates. Just an elite class. It's just an elite class anyway. But that just brings it that extra step. As far as kind of a superlative here, I do want to call out this, and I'll let you respond as well. I want to give an X factor or like the, the 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 MVP for this class, and I also want to do the sleeper for this class. I want to start with the MVP, and I'm telling you right now, I think it's going to be Michael Williams. Just just seeing how college ready he is, he's going to make an impact immediately, and he's going to be a huge impact as well. Uh, whether it be filling in for where Devontae took in, you know, where Devontae left off, or you know, putting him on the end and just creating havoc because he's super fast and he's got great hands. He's going to be a problem anywhere you put him along that line. And it's going to be interesting to see if what they do with him, if it's something like dropping him back into coverage from the end, right, or something like that. If if, if I see that right there, I'm going to sit there and wonder to myself, oh, my God, do we have Trayvon Walker again? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, looking at the MVP, you know, and I'm not even looking at the rankings themselves. I know he's a number four overall. But just watch his tape. Watch the All-American practice. Nobody could stop him. Nobody could stop him. You saw what happened making, you know, getting sacks with Marvin Jones in the back in the backfield, things like that. Kid is just going to be ridiculous. Now, my sleeper, C.J. Madden. When he comes back healthy, 
CJ Madden's going to be the sleeper of this defensive class. Um, I, I just love what I see out of him. Um, super athletic, was really under the radar for the longest time. I know kind of obviously lights, he's kind of the same way. But I just think CJ Madison, CJ Madden is a dog. And it's going to be fun as hell to watch him if he once he blooms in and gets ready to go. I know with his, I think he had a shoulder surgery, so we'll see what happens. I think he'll be ready for summer or fall camp, so it might not be right away. But that that kid will be a stud by the time he, but by the when he gets on the field and by the time he leaves Georgia, the kid will be a stud. Yeah, yeah. What would you say? Would you who would who would be your uh, MVP? Who would be your sleep? Um, my, my MVP is, is going to be, you know, Malachi Starks. I mean, he, he's, he's again, uh, he's a five-star for a reason, but I mean, he is every bit of why Jefferson was even, even successful. And it's funny too, because, you know, you'd see the games where Jefferson actually played Raven County against, um, against Gunnar Stockton and he was able to shine offensively and defensively in those, in those games. So, um, I, I'm going to go with, um, you know, Malachi Starks. My sleeper is going to be Denylon. Uh, I mean, sorry, not on, um, um, sorry, not Denylon, um, um, Dalen Everett, <laughs> uh, e- e- even though he's, uh, you know, he, he's a, he's a five-star. Um, I, I really just think that, um, you know, based off of his position, he may not be, you know, looked at right away, but I just, I, I see Kirby giving him an opportunity based off of practice based off of having an opportunity to get in a, in a game and then just the lights are just going to, they're just going to shine on them. And uh, he's, he, I think he's going to shock a lot of people being a freshman. I'm, I'm with you hundred percent there. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for this part of the uh, podcast today. I hope you had a great time. Look, feel free to let us know what you think on social media, right? Uh, Twitter at DDGD podcast. Tell us your grades on these defensive classes. If you're, if you're following us um, other than that one, look, it's a Monday. Made it through the weekend. Now we're here on Monday. Get ready for Friday. We can give you a preview. We're talking Oregon. Got a couple. Got a couple guys from the Quacked Out podcast coming on. Yes, sir. Really, yes, sir. Really, really that. Can't uh, wait. Oh yeah, we're doing a way too early dis- discussion here. Uh, look, we're going to talk about Oregon more. I just definitely want to get some stuff going and get some notes as soon as possible, right? Get to, get some. Uh, you know, look, they took our they took our linebackers coach. They took our DC. So we're going to have to talk to them and see what the, what life with Lannon's like with them. Uh, talk about their recruiting class. Look, they had a really, really good recruiting class for what it's worth as well, uh, losing Cristobal and then picking up Lannon. So we're going to do a lot of preview in there. And, uh, you know, with that being said, Juan, it was a pleasure having you again and look forward to yes, doing sir. Friday. Yes, sir. Go dogs. Go dogs. Thanks for listening to the DGD Podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and to the DGD Podcast YouTube channel, where you can watch live Mondays and Fridays at noon Eastern. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the DGD Podcast. And check out the website at www.dgdpodcast.com.